Now, if you're a Boston College fan, you know about Zay Flowers. You've fallen in love with the way he plays, the the intensity and speed and what he does on the field. But you look on social media, you see some of the fans from across the country. None of them seem to know him because he plays for Boston College. This weekend, Zay Flowers started his practice with the East-West Shrine Bowl. I'm going to tell you, folks. He's going to start opening some eyes. We're going to talk about that on today's show. We're going to look at National Signing Day and talk about if there's anything BC still has left to do and if there's any chance they're going to do it. And finally, we'll look at the basketball game from this weekend, the Battle of Calm Ave. We've got so much to talk about in so little time. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, this is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black, thank you for subscribing to our podcast on YouTube. If you haven't done so already, hit that up right now. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right. This weekend was the Shrine Bowl. Now, everyone talks about the, the Senior Bowl. We'll get to that in just a moment. But one of the big names that was at the Shrine Bowl was Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers. Now, BC fans, you're if you're listening to this, obviously you like Boston College a little bit. You all know about Zay. You've seen him make highlight real plays for years for the Eagles. You saw him break every possible receiving record at Boston College. And when you hear people talk, they, he was like, you know, an afterthought in this NFL draft. And, you know, even the scouts before this were like, oh, he's a third round draft pick, blah, blah, blah. Well, the 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 Shrine Bowl is an opportunity for recruits to go and college players to play in a, you know, a series of drills and play in a game kind of like the Senior Bowl. Well, they, from what I've heard, had an offer to go to the Senior Bowl and chose the Shrine Bowl. And I have no idea why. I'm kind of bummed because we usually get, you know, Mitch was there, I think last year or the year before we've had Pete, we're going to have people from locked on uh, at the senior bowl. So it's a much more covered uh, event, but you know, Zay went, to, went to the senior, uh, to the shrine bowl and uh, Las Vegas. Maybe he wanted to go uh, hit up the, 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 the casinos out there or whatever. I don't know, but he goes there and, you know, there's other names being thrown around. And what ends up happening is he starts doing his drills and he starts talking and he does his thing. And all of a sudden, you know, he's talking, you know, there's rumors that he's going to run a 40 at uh, sub four, three or around low, uh, sorry, low four threes. People's eyes start to open. He starts doing drills against some of the best cornerbacks in the country. And he's smoking them. He's showing off the elusivity, the, the, his ability to break and make those moves that we saw at Boston College for years. He's showing that to scouts against top-level um, opponents. Again, his eyes are opening up. And we're hearing now, and 
you know, you look around and you're starting to see media people from around the country all of a sudden um, really pumping his his tires, you know, really getting his attention. Uh, Evan Laser, who covers uh, the the uh, Patriots for Patriots.com, he's his said he said my biggest takeaway from day two of West practices at the Shrine Bowl might be might be ready to say Zay Flowers goes in the first round. He told me he's running in the low four threes in combine training and Flowers burst was different than everyone out here. He's day one talent. Already, we haven't even hit the combine yet. And, th- and Evan is not the first person I saw in here. I saw, I mean, you look up anyone who is at that event and every single one of them is like, wow, Zay Flowers. Wow, he has elite um, root running. He has elite um, explosiveness. This kid's going to be a big time talent. Everyone is saying this now. And so people are, are, are debating and you know, this is early whether he will, because there's going to be a ton of good talent uh, at wide receiver. You know, you got Jordan Addison, you got the kids from Ohio state. You've got, I mean, you look around the country and you got, you could find wide receivers that you could argue should be ahead of him. The kid from TCU, you know, but speed like this and, and if he runs the 40 that they say he's going he says he's going to run and i trust say i don't know if you trust say then he, someone's going to want him someone's going to want him and it i i wonder if it's going to be a first round i talked to Mitch Wolf who hopefully we'll have on again this week he still does, he's still not sure he's a first round draft pick he came in at 510 which is good and at 182 pounds which is better size uh but you know, the, the, you, we get excited in these types of events. And then when the actual draft happens, sometimes they kind of fall a little bit, but wait, wait and see. I mean, if he goes out, if Zay goes out and has a monster combine, if he, you know, he hits all the drills that he needs to hit, who's to say he won't be. I mean, like there's plenty of teams out there that would love to have a wide receiver for like him. I saw a mock draft last week that had him at number 31 to the chiefs. Can you imagine Zay flowers in that offense with Patrick Mahomes and some of the other stars. I mean, they just lost uh, Tyreek Hill just a year ago. They could use a speedy wide receiver like him. I mean, he would fit that role so well. I mean, just think of that. That offense is predicated on the fact that you have to account for Patrick Mahomes running the ball. And then if he runs the ball, then corners have to break to him and safety help has to come to him. Zay will say he's going to feed on that. I mean, he's never played in an offense where they have to account for other people out there to the level that they would there. I mean, if he went to the Chiefs, that would be that would be a match made in heaven. But there's other teams out there that need him. I know um, Marty Party just said Marty Party 03, one of our commenters just said Patriots need wide receiver help. They absolutely do, and I know that the Patriots was, were scouting him. And at the East West Shrine Bowl, I saw that they were watching him specifically at uh, punt return. I, 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 I love Zay, but please let's not use him in punt return. He did not have a good year as a punt returner for Boston College. Um, I thought his um, decision-making a little bit was was pretty poor there. A lot, a lot of punts just go by him that ended up getting down deep in zones. I, I get it because he has the speed, but I don't think that would be a good fit for him. But that's not the point. The point here is that teams fall in love with speed. And if he has elite speed and shows the, and it's not just speed because speed you can, you can find. And if they, if they can't run a route or have terrible hands, no one's going to pick them up. 
But if they have that type of speed and can do all those things at a high level, teams are going to teams are going to jump to get them. So right now we're looking at the potential of Zay Flowers as a first round draft pick. This kid deserves it. We all know he has a great head on his shoulders, that he is, you know, super talented. But we'll have to wait to see what the scouts continue to say. Um, and there'll be more talk about this as the, you know, I think they're wrapping up their Shrine Bowl stuff now, but um, love what he's been able to do. Now, in in our second segment, we're going to look at, um, we're going to look at the National Signing Day. We're going to look at what BC has left to do. If there's still potential targets that they are connected with, And if they have any chance with either, any of them, we'll get into that all in just a moment. But this year, the only app you need for the Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really, I'm telling you, really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Now, I love FanDuel. I've started using it in the last couple of weeks. The, the interface is super smooth, super easy to use. You can find your odds. And I love I love what I love about them. If you're into college basketball, they get the odds up nice and early. You don't have to wait uh, like you do with on other sites. So check out FanDuel. They're 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 amazing. And best of all, you get your pay, paid your winnings instantly. So check out the app. As I said, it's amazing. And join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl Fifty Seven. That's FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, locked on BC AJ Black here, and we are we were just talking about Zay Flowers, but let's look at the future of BC. Let's look at where the program could be going. Now, just last month we had what was called the early National Signing Day. That is when uh, the players uh, that have signed can have the opportunity to uh, enroll and get their national letter of intent in early. And, and wrap up their re- wrap up their recruiting. Lot most uh, most recruits in the country do this. You get some that are so elite that are still looking for the bag, or you know, still <laughs> that that's the pessimistic part of me. But are still looking to connect with other programs, whatever the case may be. For a school like BC, there's a second signing day. This is February first. That is, if I use my math correctly, Wednesday. And on this day is the last later period for National Signing Day. Now, you know, in a lot of cases, BC might get one guy. You see a few guys like trickle in every single year, you know, and they continue to um, move on some guys that are, are, are on their list. And, you know, we'll see what happens. It's not a big moment in the recruiting schedule for Boston College is kind of what I'm getting at here. Uh, because the guys that are left are are either under-recruited or they are guys that are elite that BC has no chance at. However, this year is different. 
there's a couple guys to keep an eye on. And, and I'm not saying there's a huge amount of recruits, but there's a couple that they're looking at. The first one that has been a name that we have talked about on this podcast for years. Uh, you know, not years. It feels like years. Months. And that is cornerback Roderick Pleasant out of Cerro Viejo, California. He's a four-star on 247, the industry leader in, in recruiting. Hint, hint. Come check us out over there. And he is deciding between Oregon, I think it's UCLA, USC, and Boston College. Now, he's a four-star. He also has uh, set the California state record in the 100-yard dash, so he has unbelievable speed. The question remains, will he choose Boston College? I, I, if I was a betting man, I doubt it. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be pretty frank here. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, he loves BC. I've talked to him before. And when I talked to him, he said he loved the staff. He connect, he's looking for a connection with the staff. Um, and that's a big deal for him. And he's been able to get that with Halfley. So that that's a positive. The other piece is he wants to run track which until about a week ago would have been a big negative for Boston college, but BC just opened the new balance center or, or is connected to the new balance center in Brighton, which is a nice new track um, track and fields um, complex that BC is using. So again, that's a positive, but it's not Oregon. I mean, Oregon has a, a um, you know, their Nike stuff is, is out of this world and is at such an elite level that no one's going to top that. Then you have USC who I'm sure, uh, their NIL funds are are pretty ripe, so I, I think they probably have a heads up. I mean, I'll, I'll put my crystal ball in at some point this week before February first on who I think BC, uh, who Pleasant will go, be going to. I just at this point, I don't think it's going to be Boston College. They, I, if last I checked, they haven't even had a home visit with him, so um, I think he's, they're probably running last in this group. But he's a name to watch for, and I know a lot of fans have been really excited to see him. Now there's another name to watch for. And I got ripped on the Eagle insider boards for making a big deal of this, but it's a kicker. Hey, BC has not had good kickers in years past. So there's a good kicker. Uh, his name's Sam stone out of Austin, Texas. Uh, he got a BC offer a couple of weeks ago. He just visited Boston college. I feel pretty good about this one. I actually put a crystal ball in for him to BC though. I'm feeling not so good about that because BC just offered another 2023 kicker tonight. So I'm not sure if they feel it, but my sources before today had said that um, they had felt pretty good about him ending up at Boston college. So what we'll the wait and see, but that's a kicker. And I'm telling you, you know, special teams is a big part of football. You know, I don't need to tell you this. You know, you you've watched BC kind of struggle with that in years past. They need good kickers. So maybe this kid could be that or the, or the new offer that they just put out to um, his name is Tyler Robles out of uh, San Diego or yeah. Also, he's from San Diego in Sinaias, California. So um, this, these are the just two. And I, I, I don't expect any surprises. I don't think there's going to be any names out there that are like, whoa, BC landed this kid and we didn't expect it. That's not their style. Um, if, if they are forming, I mean, Halfley's big thing is he forms relationships and relationships go on for a while with, with uh, visits and all that stuff. And I'm telling you as an Eagle insider um, uh, publisher, I really think that um, I would hear about it ahead of time. I, I, I get to, I get, 
uh, notifications on a lot of stuff, and I, I haven't heard anything else. So I think it's just those two guys. Um, so if you want to know more about recruiting, we have a special deal on Eagle Insider starting on Monday. We have a flash sale for 24 hours as we head into National Signing Day. 75% off a, a yearly subscription. 75% off. I'm telling you, you can get top notch. I'm talking, I talk to tons of recruits. I, I mean, you go on the site right now. I have interviews with a ton of new offers on there. Um, I have my uh, Monday musings, which I'll have up today with more notes. You get all of this for like less than a, a cup of coffee every month. Become a subscriber. It's a great deal. Sign up on Monday. It goes live at midnight tonight on Sunday as I record this. So Hope you become a Eagle subscriber too. We are up. Um, I since I've taken over the site, we've had over 150 new subscribers. And I want you, if you're listening to this podcast, to join up with us because we have some really great things. And we've got Mitch on there doing some insider stuff too. You'll get scouting reports on say flowers and all the all the commits. And I I have connections to a lot of different things that you'd be surprised I know about. So check that out. Now, quick a quick couple questions in the comment section. If you're listening on YouTube, uh, hit that subscribe button right now and become a subscriber. That is completely free. You can do that free. Uh, and it does help the podcast out tremendously. All you have to do is hit subscribe to that bell and join us when we go live every time. You can ask questions. We go over them on the show. And so before we get to our last segment, I have a few I want to get into. Um, football fan says, when will the OC be announced? Goog keeps making offers. Do you think he is a, still think he is a goner? Um, I So I have some information about when the, when I've been told the new offensive coordinator is expected to be named, they're expecting to name it uh, in early February is what I've been told. Uh, well, do I think Googs is going to be a goner? I, I see him out on the recruiting trail. I, you know, I have retweeted pictures of him out there. He's out there in BC stuff. Um, I, I don't know. Um, you know, Richie Gannell last year was still, making offers up until the day he was uh, replaced by Savon Huggins. So I think the new OC is probably as um, uh, who is it that says that Marty party said, perhaps half will make that let the new OC pick his new offensive line coach. I think there's a better chance of that happening. I think they might start with the OC and then go from there. Uh, so I, I still don't think it's going to be Googs when, when all the dust settles, but that's just my opinion on that one. And do you think they are going to go in-house for their O-line? I would say that my guess is if Googs goes, it's going to be Chris Snee. So, yes, um, I think they if if he goes, I think they're going to stay in-house. So those are, are some questions that came up. Uh, please, if you're listening to this online, you can ask questions as well. And you get a comments, too, after the fact. I, I, I go into the YouTube comment section and answer comments as they go along. But on Eagle Insider. If you have more insider questions, I usually give them to my paid subscribers um, on there. So if you want to become a subscriber, there's an Ask AJ Anything where subscribers can ask me anything about BC sports that I know about and I reach out, get information for them um, and, and give you insider information because that's what Eagle Insider is all about. But this is Locked on BC. And in a moment, we're going to get into this weekend, which saw... Not a really great out showing for some of BC's bigger sports as men's hockey and men's basketball had rough weekends. But hey, women's basketball had a nice game against Pittsburgh. We'll get into all of that in just a moment. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. So 
this is a little bit of a, a, a reprieve from talking about football this weekend. There were some big moments, uh, big, big games for BC. They played number seven or number six, depending on what poll you are talking about uh, Virginia basketball. And they, they headed to Charlottesville to play. And it was a tough game. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Quinton Post, he did his thing again. He's now averaging 25 points a game over his last three games, really showcasing, you know, showcasing that he is that dude. Like he is a guy that can be your offensive spark. I mean, he started the game off really poorly. He had three turnovers in the first four drives, uh, first uh, possessions, excuse me. But after that, he scored 14 straight points and really put BC on their back. Now, it was tough. It was tough because uh, UVA, you know, they they have that zone def. They're really crushing defense that they have, and we're able to kind of keep the clamps on BC until the second half when BC started to come back. And when they came back, they got it to around nine, and then it was after that it was just like it was over. Uh, UVA went on a, a on a. A real run, Ryan Dunn, who was <laughs> hard to watch if you're a BC fan and follow recruiting because he had BC in his final groupings. He's the younger brother of former Boston College pitcher Justin Dunn, who I think is on the Mariners. I forget what team he's on now. Um, he he yeah, he had a big game. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Uh, and it wasn't the best game uh, against uh, for Earl Grant either. I thought a lot of his. Um, Lineup decisions weren't very, um, were very questionable. For instance, taking out Quinton Post when he was like scorching hot. I don't know what he was thinking there. Like when you get a guy, especially on an offense like this, and you start managing his minutes instead of letting him just cook, that to me is questionable. Like wait for him to have a mistake, wait for him to slow down before you take him out, but they just yanked him. And with that, the offense just kind of went with it. I thought that was questionable. Uh, and, you know, it's just a bad matchup. I mean, going into this game, I just looked at it and went, ugh. When you play a good defense like UVA, plus a team like UVA who's playing exceptionally well on offense too, uh, that's going to be tough for BC. Now, they got another game. Like, it's a pr- pretty quick turnaround. They had returned home on Tuesday to play Clemson. And this was a game I had circled on my schedule because this was the return matchup for Brevin Galloway, who obviously played for BC last year and has really had kind of a renaissance for the Tigers this year. And I, you know, the, the, that in itself was really exciting. Now Clemson's playing out of their minds. They're a top team in the ACC right now, but unfortunately Brevin Galloway is going to miss the game. Um, if you haven't checked it out, you can go on to AJ Black underscore BC to hear his whole story. But short story, uh, story, quick story. Uh, he apparently ruptured one of his uh, his little Brevin Galloways, and um, it exploded, and he ended up in the hospital. Uh, every inch of my bone, my body hurt reading this story, and as he posted it and looked like he was a little bit loopy on pain meds, which I can't hate him for that. I mean, if my you know, little AJ's blew up. I, I would also be on a lot of painkillers, but he's going to miss the game. He's out for at least seven days, I believe seven to 10 days. So he's gone. So you're not going to get that. Clemson's very, very good. Um, will they be able to, will BC be able to hold, hold, hang on with them? It would be a hell of a win if they could. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I, I think it's a better matchup than UVA. I definitely think that. But we'll, we'll, we'll break it down on uh, tomorrow's show. We'll look at some of the stats and talk about 
uh, ways BC could possibly uh, pull off that upset. Also this weekend, if you're a men's hockey fan, it was miserable. Absolutely miserable as BC got uh, swept by BU. Uh, they lost on Friday night, 6-3, to three, where they, they were out of that game real fast. And then they returned home on Saturday and lost three to one. Battle of Comav was not a fan, uh, not really a uh, f- looking favorable on the Eagles this this uh, this go around. So, fortunately for BC, they had to look forward to playing uh, Northeastern on Tuesday and then UMass Lowell on Friday. It's got they got a tough stretch coming up here. Uh, hopefully, they can improve play there. And then, as I said, women's basketball they got back on the win winning side of things, beating Pitt this weekend uh they won by like i think it was 10 points i don't have it in front of me right now and so a nice win there for the women now on tomorrow's show we'll give you any offensive coordinator updates that we know about any recruiting news transfer news uh hopefully there won't be anything surprising like josh deberry last week but you never know we're getting closer to spring football time too uh that's coming up soon and of course when that starts you, you get more news, you get you get to see some practices, and we get up to spring game. It'll be a lot of fun talk there. So thank you all for joining us tonight. This is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Hope you find me over there. Um, I love talk, communicating with BC fans. And as I said, 75% off at Eagle Insider. Uh, for tw- I think it's for 24 hours. So if you want to get into that, get some really good recruiting news and see all the good stuff on the inside of BC wor- the BC world, come join me over there. Sign up as soon as you can. Thank you all. We'll see you again soon.